Hey folks, Tom Bell here. I'm here with the Disneyland team on location. I'm actually in Las Vegas. We got Mary Jo on location. But the important thing is we we recorded our show a few days ago, and, but now we got to announce some winners. Winner Yay. of... Well, actually we have some winners because we're going to talk about um, our photo contest and we are also going to talk about March Madness, which continues into... June, I think. I'm not sure. Two fun topics. Well, March is topics. a verb. We're marching into madness. It's actually <laughs> not a you. pun, and that's nice. what people are confused. <laughs> and you know, for well, some we... of us, it's a very short walk. <laughs> so <laughs> let's let's keep the suspense going, and let's let's talk about March Madness first. You ready, Tony? Yes, and I have not awesome. seen them yet. We're gonna. This is a live okay, reveal. So it's like an unboxing. This is our. This is our they're top eight, right? Okay, yes. So let me click on my link. I don't mean that euphemistically by clicking on my link. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I never I thought like of that. it that way until you said Neither that. Neither did I until just now. Okay. So we had Blue Vegas Bayou versus Cafe Orleans. Now, I know it's been recorded as to what people thought, who they thought was going to win. So before I tell you the winners, the winner of the Blue Bayou versus Cafe Orleans, um, your last chance to tell me who you think is going to win. Blue Bayou. I say Blue Bayou. <clears throat> Cafe Orleans. I'll just be... Contrary? 53%. Yes, contrary. I am contrary. 53%. To 47%. Cafe Orleans beat Blue Bayou. There's, yes! I'm so excited that <laughs> there's there's goodness in the world. and yes. It was very close. I, I mean, like it's places. about the same amount of votes as before, um, mm-hmm. and considering how, they didn't how have that many seated, days. Tony? Hmm? How are they seated? Blue Bayou was one, Cafe Orléans, two. The quality of there the food, one. I'm very happy about yes. that. Okay, All Hotels right. Region, please let me know what you guys thought of Trader Sam's, the three seed, versus Steakhouse 55. Oh, Trader Sam's. I, I was rooting for Trader Sam's. See, I was rooting for Steakhouse 55. Okay, but who did you think was going to win? Trader Sam's. With all the luscious... I'm sorry, with all the people who like to socialize, I'm going to go with Trader Sam's. <laughs> Although I think Steakhouse... Trader Sam's, Trader Sam's beat the crap out of Steakhouse 55. <laughs> Yay! 67% to 33%. Wow, that's a wow. decent... Trader thing. Sam's might win the whole thing. Just so saying. So Sam's, Sam's versus Cafe Orleans. Yes, Cafe Orleans versus... So, which, what is your um, vice of choice? Deep fried sweetness or themed alcohol? (laughs) Don't forget that. Don't forget their pokey. I love their pokey and their green beans. Okay, so the hotel's region winner was Trader Sam's, and it's going to go up against the Disneyland region winner, Cafe Orleans, to see who goes to the finals. Wow. So, there's two of our final four. In the Disney California Adventure region, we had the number two Ghirardelli, I don't need to tell you who won this one, versus Carthay <laughs> Circle, and it was a butt-kicking, 71% to 29%. Wow. wow. Good. What's amazing, Car- though... Wait, is- Ghirardelli over Carthay? Yeah. No. <laughs> What's amazing is that Trader Sam's, like Steakhouse 55 and Ghirardelli almost got the same amount. Like, that shows oh, you the wow. power of Trader Sam's. Okay, well, in the... the power of those giant ice yeah. spheres. Okay, so who Carthay Circle is going to play in the finals? Earl of Sandwich uh, or Ralph Brennan's Jazz Kitchen? Earl. 
I know. I well, say Jazz Kitchen. No, Jazz Kitchen had 42%. Earl of Sandwich, 58%. What? Wow. Jazz Kitchen is so much hmm. better. So what but were the Earl seated, Sandwich, seed numbers for those? So um, Earl of Sandwich was 8 because I'm bitter. <laughs> and um, I don't like it. So that was an obviously not the correct seeding for Earl of Sandwich. But um, And Ralph Brennan's was 2. So now we have Earl of Sandwich going up against Carthay Circle. No. That's going to be a rough one. Yes, I don't know about that one. And then we have Trader Sam's going up against Cafe Orleans. I think Trader Sam's might win the whole thing. Yeah. I think actually the winner is... I think it's either going to be Cafe Orleans or Trader Sam's. Whichever one wins is going to win the next round against Carthay or Earl, I think. Wow. Wow going to be interesting. So if you want to see the bracket, go to tinyurl.com slash diz2014bracket. If you want to vote, go to let's let's call it tinyurl.com slash diz2014 final four, the number four. We'll do it that way. Uh, thank you, Tony. This is, this is awesome. Yeah. Again, you have a few days to vote on this, and we'll announce the results of this next week and soon we'll have a winner yes finally all right speaking of winners we are about to give away a five-day five-night trip to the disneyland resort including admission and five nights in either the paradise pier hotel or the disneyland hotel (coughs) to the top vote getter who posted their photo on the Facebook page, the Diz Unplugged Facebook page, www.dizunplugged.com slash Facebook. No, hold on. Reverse, scratch that, reverse it. www.facebook.com slash Diz Unplugged. Wow. All right, so let's announce the winner. I know. Okay, here is, here is the winner. The... And, the, the the team has a picture of it, so they can they can ooh and ah along did, with it. Did Price is Price Waterhouse walking into yes, your hotel yes. room right now? <laughs> yes, it, it's, I'm opening up the managed jar from Funkin' Magnus porch. Is Idina Menzel there? Or what yes, yes, Adele, Adele, <laughs> Adele, right. Adele, Adele Kazim. Okay, I think I've dragged this out long enough. Okay, stop, let it go. All right, here is the winner. The caption is Jake. Truly is the man of her dreams. Yay. This comes from Wes Holloman. It looks, it's a picture of, I'm assuming, the, his daughter. And hugging Jake from Jake and the Neverland Pirates. Very sweet picture. Congratulations, Wes. Congratulations. She's sweet. adorable. Yay. Mm-hmm. Romance so, always blossoms. <laughs> that's just freaky and creepy. She likes the bad boys. Yes, yes, my sword. Hey, he's um, not a bad boy. Dad. He's actually a very good boy. Yes, I know. He's I know. I watched he's, it with he's, my granddaughter. He's no hook. <laughs> ah, nice, yes. All right, so congratulations, Wes. We will be in contact with you to arrange your prize. Thanks to everyone who submitted their photos, and hopefully we can do this again, give, give away more trips. And now we return you to our regularly scheduled show. This is a Dozen Plug Disneyland Edition, episode 278 for the week of April 17th, 
Disney Land Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello everyone and welcome to the show. I'm your host Tom Bell and I'm joined by our Disneyland team. Nancy Johnson, Mary Jo Malata-Willie, Michael Bowling, and Tony Spatel. In this week's show, our Australian friend Chris returns for more Disneyland trip planning advice and it's our very first ladies-only segment. All that plus this week's news, roundtable rapid fire, and our Disboard start of the week on this edition of the Dis Unplugged. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hello. Hey there, hi there, ho there. So how was everyone's week? Anything exciting? It's still hot on? here. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, well, the, the weather went up and then down, and just interesting. The the one day of rain that we had last week was a lot of fun, but. I hope it rains. We all know most people hate us out here right now. Yeah, I know. In Southern California. (laughs) It's always nice in Southern California. Any housekeeping? Seriously? It's still hot here. I have some. Go ahead, Michael. (laughs) Well, again, as part of its uh, connection with the Mary Blair exhibit, the Walt Disney Family Museum is having animation summer camp workshops. So if you're wondering what to do with your child this summer, they can discover the exciting worlds of art and animation during intensive summer camp workshops at the Walt Disney Family Museum. You can create your own story, embrace your own creativity through painting and sculpture, build your own animated masterpiece, and start your portfolio. They have separate camp sessions for 8 to 10-year-olds, 11 to 13-year-olds, and high school students to explore every aspect of animation with working professionals and animation educators. So for more information, including program information, dates, and fees, um, go to the Walt Disney Family Museum website in our show notes. Very cool. Thanks, cool. Michael. Um, I have a short one. Go ahead. Little one. Um, just... Uh, I think uh, it's time that we put down on our calendars, mark the day for the October uh, 25th Give Kids the World Diz Meet that they're having mm-hmm. in Phoenix, Arizona. And actually, I think they're turning it into the whole weekend. So if um, people want to drive up there Phoenix, I think it's Friday, Saturday, and Sunday that they're going to be having um, different events going on, yep. etc. So maybe people want to start planning on um, carpooling if you want to or... You know, check out Southwest for those um, cheap flights or if Nancy has any more deals to share that we can go over there. You never know. (laughs) Also put June 8th on your calendar. That's Coasting for Kids at Cedar Fair Parks across the country. Join your podcast team plus Dizzers all over the country riding coasters, raiding some money, again, for Give Kids the World. Uh, Go to our show notes page, dizunplug.com. And you can find links to that. Join Diz Coaster Palooza Team East or Team West and have a good time riding coasters for eight straight hours at <laughs> your nearest Cedar Fair Park. I can't wait. It's it's going to be so much fun. I had fun last time. So yeah. Yeah, we met lots of nice people it. and mm-hmm. so it, it's it's awesome. Any other housekeeping? I got a Roscoe's uh, if update. If you, if if you, you have a Roscoe update, you don't have a Roscoe update. What yes, I do. About? That's what the internet's for, man. Okay, cool. <laughs> Apparently, they've hired people. <laughs> oh, nice. I don't okay. know whether they're going to work anywhere. In the shell of a building. Yes, they've already, they, they, a while ago, they hired people. Now, what they're doing now, maybe they're getting some kind of like, you know, going to spring training and, mm-hmm. right. but and they've hired carpenters. people. They're on the road. No, actual wait staff and all that. 
wait stuff really that's well, what the internet that's what the internets say then it must be true, <laughs> true. nancy did you have something real quick I did. If you haven't done it yet, since it started last week, join that 2014 Extravaganza for $5. Oh. It gets you a chance to find eggs all around uh, Epcot. Epcot? You're on the wrong show. Hey, man, Wait. there's three places. Oh Epcot, California Adventure, and Disneyland. <laughs> I just can't help it. I'm just reading the thing. But no, it, each um, each extravaganza map is for each specific park. So you can get one for one separate one for California Adventure and one separate one for Disneyland. And one for Epcot. If you go there in the same month. <laughs> if you have a premier pass. I do. <laughs> First world problem. Nancy, <laughs> don't forget chat nights, Wednesday nights, 9 p.m. If you want to get a hold of us, you can email us at dlpodcast at wdwinfo.com. And as I said, any links to anything we talk about on the show will be at disunplugged.com. Go ahead and go there, click the big green button, and find the show for the date you're looking at. And you can have links to anything we talk about on our show. Um, any other housekeeping? I just want to tag on to what Tony said. I found mm. an article... That's blaming, it, the article is called, Why Hasn't Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles Opened Up Yet in Anaheim? <laughs> I skipped that because I didn't want to give it credit, but you're going to go ahead, so have fun. Oh, no, I'm you're not sure going to say the whole thing. They're just blaming. Should this um, be for the news? <laughs> they're, they're, <laughs> they're just saying that um, the approval process is taking time. Oh, good. Thank you. That's what I saw, too. There were other questionable reasons why. Well, I wasn't going to go there. Yeah, okay, good. <laughs> oh, wait, now we want to know. What uh, are the no, questions? No, and it wasn't because no. it was the internet, because just somebody like typed in. If you type, but if you know, if you type in Roscoe's Anaheim, one of the related search, uh, uh, searches is, when will, Ro- why isn't Roscoe's in Anaheim open? Like, that's a, a generic search mm-hmm. that's, because so many people are wondering where it is. One thing that I did see, it was, I, I checked their Twitter feed, I don't know who was the original Roscoe, but they have all, I th- they had to have been bought by some kind of corporate thing because all of a sudden you go on their site they have tons of them. When I remember there only being the L.A. and the Long Beach one, and then they were like, "Thanks for coming to Costco where we're selling our Chili Mac now." Yeah, they're they're in like grocery stores and Costco's and <clears throat> yeah, that makes me like kind of like I don't know if I'm as excited anymore about Roscoe's knowing that I am. I still they're everywhere. To Roscoe's. Oh my Roscoe's. god, girl. I know, right? I live in Los Angeles area. I know, I'm just deprived still. But it is fried chicken and it is waffles. So, I mean, <laughs> how can that be bad? So have you gone the the Taco Bell to get their waffle breakfast taste sensation? <laughs> no, no, I haven't. I'm gonna I'm gonna save myself for Roscoe. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was gonna say I make it a policy never to eat Taco Bell ever. Wow. Wow. The lawyers Taco are- Bell cost me an ER visit, man. <laughs> and let's leave it at that. <laughs> we don't need details. <laughs> That's okay. I wasn't going to share, but... <laughs> Look it up on the internet. Everything else is there. <laughs> <laughs> or Twitter. <laughs> All right, folks. Taco no Bell ruined my husband's uh, high school study and career, too. <laughs> wow, Taco Bell has it out for your family. Jeez. I, I, I'm glad I don't... But it was my family that founded it. Um, all right, any other housekeeping? No? Good? Okay, over to Tony with the news. <laughs> There's been a building rush in Orange County and Los Angeles in terms of hotels. 
Bob Olson doesn't have a crystal ball about the timing of new hotels, but he may have something even better. 35 years of hard-won experience in the construction and development business. Since 1979, when he started R.D. Olson Construction, Olson has been through every recession, every construction boom, and every bust. He learned to see the telltale signs of recovery when everyone else was looking the other way. There is a Disney connection. Just wait. So in 2010, as the hotel industry retreated into survival mode, Olson landed his first new project since cutting his pipeline in 2006 in advance of the recession. It was a courtyard by Marriott in Oceanside. Truth be told, a lot of people thought it was the wrong move, Olson said, but hotels have a two-and-a-half-year lead time, and I thought the economy would turn. In 2012, when the industry was just beginning to ramp up again, Olson completed four hotels, followed by seven in 2013. It was the beginning of an industry rush. Altogether, 20 hotel properties are in the pipeline in Orange County and 42 in Los Angeles, according to STRA Hotel Industry Research Firm. That is the most local hotels underway since 2009. Current projects on the drawing board include the new Grand Wilshire Hotel in Los Angeles, a mixed-use office retail and hotel project. The 73-story, 900-room development is being touted as the largest building west of the Mississippi. Wow. I'll do the Anaheim one later at the end. Olsen is putting finishing touches on the 8-story, 210-room courtyard by Marriott in the Irvine Spectrum due to open in June. Olson plans to break ground in June on the eight-story, 250-room Pacific City Hotel in Huntington Beach, which had opened in 2016. And in Anaheim, 14 hotels, 14, are in various stages of planning and construction. And most recently, a 120-suite spring... Man, I'm having trouble with S's today. A 120-suite Spring Hill Suites by Marriott recently opened. This kind of building frenzy typically has marked a peak in the past, with the industry soon after finding itself with a glut of rooms. Little commentary, hopefully, so prices go down. Um, Jan Freitag, a senior executive at STR, cited a quote by the late hotel developer John Q. Hammonds about the industry's tendency to rationalize why there isn't an oversupply. The industry isn't overbuilt, it's under-demolished. But even with all the construction underway, hotel demand nationwide appears to be ahead of supply for the next year or two. STR data show... New room supply is expected to increase 1.2% this year and 1.6% in 2015. The supply average over the past 25 years is 1.9%. So, 14 hotels in wow. Anaheim. That's a lot. That's a lot. I'm trying to think where they... I mean, well, on the last episode, Mary Jo talked about what was being constructed. I'm trying to think where the other... That's like what there's like three that they're working on, well, there's right? The, there's there's both corners of Catella and Harbor are supposed to have new hotels. And the I think in downtown Anaheim also they're also constructing over there. Wait, downtown? Really? When you say downtown, what do you think of what are you considering downtown? Over there. Over there? <laughs> I drive by downtown. Yeah. Uh, oh, wait, are you thinking more like by um the pond? No, that, I don't consider that downtown. Because no but... I don't consider that downtown either. I was just wondering. Okay. But they're, um, they're building over there also, right? I haven't seen any hotel construction in downtown Anaheim. They're building well, houses. Oh, but they did build the uh, burger place and the... the We're just uh, going to have to cruise again, Tony. Yeah, I know. We are. We're going to have to cruise again. <laughs> in the same car this time, maybe? <laughs> yeah. What's interesting is they were talking about with the hotel thing, and I know this is something we could all complain about, some of the things that now they have to put in hotels that they – and I know if you go to an old hotel, especially Tom doing all the reviews, that um, one thing they talk about are social areas. 
that people don't want to stay in their rooms. So mm-hmm. lounge areas now have like places where you can watch TV and other spaces where people can have interviews or work. Um, a big desk against a wall doesn't work in the laptop age, so you need flexible furniture. Wi-Fi, you can't just have it. It has to be free and fast. And plugins. The average guest has three electronic devices, so you need <laughs> plugins throughout the room, and I think we've all been frustrated by nice. that. Yeah. So those are the things that they're, they're building. 14, I'm still trying to figure out where all 14 are going. This is various stages of planning and construction. Okay. Wait, that's new. That's not the ones that have already been worked on. No, these are new. You're right. Where do they wow. fit? Well, hopefully they all open and lower the prices. If yeah, exactly. Yeah. Fair and are point. they all going to be, I mean, how many of them are going to be on the, on a grander scheme like that water park one? I think you know. most of them can't be because there's no room. Yeah. Hmm. Now I'm interested to see the 14. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, there's your real estate news. And in Disneyland itself news, Disneyland Resort's first president, Jack Lindquist, recently visited Chapman University and Professor Brian Alter's class to share Disney stories and sign students season passes. That's <laughs> cool. And his memoir, In Service to the Mouse. Lindquist, 87, began his 38 career at Disneyland when the park opened in 1955. Walt Disney hired him to be the advertising manager. Walt and I were very close. Walt Disney did not have the slightest idea I worked for him. <laughs> oh, that was a joke. Sorry. I totally just butchered that joke. Let me try that again. Walt and I were very close. <laughs> Walt did. I can't deliver it. I'm not Jack Lindquist. And I don't know any... Yeah, anyways. Okay. Lindquist retired in 1993 on Mickey Mouse's 65th birthday after serving as president for three years. He has his own window above City Hall on Main Street, USA. His window inscription reads, anyone? You call yourself podcasters. (laughs) J.B. Lindquist, honorary mayor of Disneyland, jack of all trades, master of fun. Lindquist shared his stories with the Chapman University class. When the park opened, 700 full-time people worked there. You knew everybody by their first name. We all worked together. We all worked outside our area of expertise or responsibility, he said. The greatest thing we had going for us in those first days was ignorance. They didn't know what they couldn't do, so they did it. He shared Disneyland's challenge to be profitable in its early years. Everyone thinks Disney was a tremendous success right from day one. It was from a public standpoint, but not financially, he said. For the first two and a half years, we operated 34 weeks of the year in the red and 18 weeks in the black. Not a good business plan, he said. That's when Disneyland expanded its evening hours with date night, going after a whole new market, young adults. The park brought in big bands of the day, such as Tommy Dorsey and Benny Goodman, and created a nighttime audience. In 1957, Disneyland had its first, what? Anybody have a guess? Grad night. Okay, there's your, anybody else with a guess? This is interactive news. You know, it's the whole Web 2.0 generation. Um, (laughs) New Year's Eve party. Oh, there you go. (laughs) Linquist needed to round up at least 5,000 people in order for the park to financially break even. So he did something that's commonplace now. He sold advance tickets. Cost $3.95. In those days, nobody sold advance tickets, he said. If you wanted a ticket, you went to the venue the day of the event. Desmond's, an upscale men's store in Long Beach and Los Angeles, and Wallach's Music City, a store that used to be on Sunset and Vine in Hollywood, were among 12 locations that sold tickets to Disneyland's New Year's Eve bash starting the day after Thanksgiving. Disney didn't pay a commission to the stores. It was a hot enough product that they went for it, he said. Ticket sales surpassed 5,000. The stores sold 6,000 in advance. Disneyland sold 3,000 in advance, and the park sold 4,000 more the day of the event. 
Wow. Next was grad night, something the resort still does. This is a really fascinating story because there's stuff that, I mean, maybe I don't think – because I'm hearing wow from Tom, so obviously. Grad night dropped into our laps. They got a call from a parent who wanted their kids to have a safe graduation night at Disney. The parent said there were three schools and 199 graduates, which is 400 people, including their dates. That was not the magical, profitable number of 5,000 plus, so Lindquist's team got other high schools to come. They also alerted local law enforcement who thought it was a nutty idea. Lindquist said, you want to bring 5,000 high school seniors to the park all night long? They'll burn it to the ground. <laughs> Grad night had strict rules. The students would arrive on school buses by 11.30 p.m. and students wouldn't leave until 5.30 a.m. There was a dress code, boys coat and tie, girls party dresses. There was one chaperone for every 20 students. Grad night probably has more funny and different stories than any other event, he said, mostly involving booze. <laughs> one of the girls was seen dancing with a lot of boys. Turns out she had a bottle of gin in her girdle, and for 50 cents a dance, she would share her gin. Nice. Oh, my God. And Lindquist shared other stories with the Chapman University students, who I think were very lucky to hear yeah. those stories and get their passes signed. Very cool. Did anybody know about grad night in the... I thought it was... Did you? Yeah, I've, I've heard Jack Lindquist speak, and uh, and I read his book. He has a million stories. He's hilarious. He knows where the bodies are buried, and he has no problem talking about it. <laughs> I mean, if you really want to hear, you know, he really is, he really is unplugged. Um, nice. You know, if you have an opportunity to, to, to hear him speak, don't miss it. Don't What's miss his it. name again? Jack Lindquist. Okay. Oh, it's a, heard it. okay. It's amazing to think, I mean, for those students... You know, to hear that stuff. Just to be like, so surprise. I'm going to give you inside dirt on Disney. Yeah, nice. So, that's the news. Thank you, Tony. Time for rapid fire. Michael? All right. Well, the Walt Disney Family Museum has another exhibition opening. Leading Ladies and Femme Fatales, The Art of Mark Davis. This is opening April 30th and will run through November 3rd, 2014. So they're presenting an exhibition on the art of Mark Davis um, in the museum's theater gallery. And this is co-created, oh, co-curated, I should say, by the museum's director of collections and exhibitions, Michael Labrie, and animator Andreas Deja. He, he's probably most well-known for drawing the artist behind um, Scar in The Lion King, among others. Um, it spotlights some of the 70 original pencil animation drawings, conceptual artwork, um, painting cells, and photographs from animator and imagineer Mark Davis. Um, Davis, who is also the husband of Alice Davis, um, who was named a Disney legend in 1989, was assigned and executed some of the most difficult animation for Walt Disney's leading ladies and femme fatales, such as Peter Pan's Tinkerbell, Sleeping Beauty's title heroine Aurora, its villain Maleficent, and 101 Dalmatians' Quella de Vil. Um, also, he was the lead animator for iconic characters, like I talked about, but also his inspirational drawings and gags led to the creation of a slew of signature Disney attractions, such as Pirates of the Caribbean, The Haunted Mansion, Country Bear Jamboree, America Sings, and unbuilt masterpieces like um, Western River Exhibition and the Enchanted Snow Palace. Uh, he was one of Walt's old um, nine old men. 
So the selected artworks are mainly from Davis's personal collection, Walt Disney Imagineering, several private collectors, and a Walt Disney Family Foundation's collection. And they intend to focus on a part of Davis's life and career with his mastery of the human form. So this combined with the Mary Blair exhibit, um, you know, the, just two terrific exhibits um, that they're going to be running. Also, take a look um, this fall for um, when Disney Editions releases um, the biography of Mark Davis um, entitled Mark Davis, Walt Disney's Renaissance Man. Very cool. Thank you, Michael. Mary Jo? There's a new event coming out at Disneyland. Um, it's called Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas in Disneyland Trading Event. This is going to be on June 13th and 14th at the Disneyland Hotel Exhibit Hall. Tickets are $90, $90 each and this starts with Check in on a registration on Friday, June 13th from noon to 8 p.m. And then on Saturday, the day of the event, again, they open up registration at 7 a.m. Then at 8 a.m. to 5 p.m., they have an event store, merchandise view, pickup, and the trading area. At 9 a.m., the artist Susan Foy is going to be there, and she's going to be um, autographing her work. Um, the special appearance exclusive to... Um, sign the event theme mer merchandise that'll be there. And then there's also going to be other items for sale over there at the event. And some of them look really cool. I like there's a pin and it's called um, the Jack Skellington and Zero Partner statue. And so it has a partner statue with the Haunted Mansion behind them. And there's a lot of other pins and spinners um, that are going to be available at the event. They say that there's going to be some vinylmation, but it's primarily pins. Very cool. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Mary Jo. I will go next. Mine's real quick. Knott's Berry Farm Season Pass Holder Bring a Friend Days are back. From May 5th through May 11th, gold, platinum, and regular Knott's Season Pass Holders can bring a friend to Knott's Berry Farm for the discounted price of $29. Show your valid Season Pass at the time of purchase, and you can uh, buy up to four discounted tickets per day so if you plan on being at Nutsbury Farm that week and you want to bring a friend and you are a season pass holder you can get a discount nice nice yep. yeah that's cool Nuts does a lot of discounts yeah they do um, and things always double check their website they've always have different things going on so if you want to want to go to Nuts, you can you can find a discount there's they're also doing some things with some grocery stores in the southern california area with coupons and things like that so definitely definitely something to check out nancy okay well there's a, not a whole lot going on as far as merchandise events at the disneyland resort over the rest of the month um although april was all exciting at the very beginning but not a whole lot um Wonderground Gallery seems to be hosting the most events, and uh, the 25th through the 27th, the artist in residence is Matt Spangler, and then also they're having an artist showcase with Ben Birch. So, um, and I say so a lot. <laughs> if you're interested in that, head on over. Now, the coolest merchandise uh, little tidbit I've got for you for the rest of the month, if you haven't discovered it yet, is the, the April Apple. 
and it is dark chocolate covered with a raspberry and vanilla white chocolate drizzle. It's decorated with semi-sweet white chocolate chips and roasted almond pieces. Yum. Yeah. That's some good food. <laughs> also, if you are... Uh, just a little reminder. You know, we often talk about things that you can use for discounts at the Disneyland Resort. Remember... AAA is out there for you. <laughs> you know, check your uh, AAA um, handbook to make sure that you know what you can get. And don't hesitate to ask. And also Sephora has their own rewards card that is honored at the Disneyland Resort. While Starbucks allows you to use your gold card, they do not do they do not honor any of the uh, gold card benefits like free coffee or you know, things like uh, that. Do we know that that's the case for the one in downtown Disney? That's a good question. I haven't Nancy, been there Nancy yet. will check that out for you. I think I will next time <laughs> I'm down there. Awesome. Because Lord only knows they have a clover machine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, Tony? Okay. I'm going to have two. I know. I've never, I've never done two, so I've got one and a half. Ooh, um, you're getting greedy like this. <laughs> well... I don't know if a lot of people know, but especially if you are um, interested in the Crystal Cathedral, which is nearby mm-hmm. um, Disneyland, that that is now a Catholic cathedral. Yes. The diocese bought it, and um, I know that there are um, a lot of people that are of Catholic faith that want to go to church, and then if on Easter Sunday, and also if you were Christian and like a non-denominational Christian and wanted to go to church... And then showed up there and went, wait a second, why is there a priest up there? Um, I su- everybody should know that there, that it's actually, um, it is now a Catholic cathedral. But if you are interested in going to mass there on Sundays, it's actually probably one of the closest ones without driving because the art will take you to the block. It, it'll take you really close. So I just wanted to let people know that that was there. And I realized that there might be people showing up at Easter looking for a nomin- non-denominational service. And being surprised, so that mm-hmm. I just thought people might want to know that. How long ago did that happen? It's been, I think it's almost been a year. Okay, but they're yeah. not. But it's not, and I don't know. I just it just hit me that wait, you know, I don't. That might be something we want to talk to our yeah, listeners yeah, yeah. about because that and, was. Uh, hate to say it, but that was a tourist attraction. That basically wasn't it. There are still tours, and okay. they're conducted Monday through Saturday at 10 a.m. at 1 p.m. And it says tours for groups of 15 or more people must be made by reservation. And there's a number on the um, their website. And if you look up Crystal Cathedral, you're not going to get this website anymore. So you're not going to get theirs. Um, and so that would be – it's ChristCathedralCalifornia.org. Okay. It's, it's just a hard name to remember because it's the Crystal Cathedral. Like it's, It seems yeah. really strange that yeah. it's this – I actually remember going as a kid even – and seeing it and stuff. So um, I guess they're still transforming it, but they are celebrating masses there. And um, they're, it's still going to be a tourist attraction. Just a little more Catholic-y, I guess. So. Well, it would be kind of like the missions, I think. When they're not having a mass there, people can go and look, you know, and, and sightsee. But then yeah. when there's mass going on, then they're not allowed. Okay, my bad. Okay, this is a horrible. We should just get rid of this whole rapid fire. Because I didn't. Now there's more information. I'm gonna do my other one. 
Because <laughs> he says, while the Christ Cathedral campus is open, the cathedral is currently closed and is estimated to open again in 2016. So let's oh, get rid of that whole thing. Well, no, I thought, I yeah. assumed it was, my, yeah. my son visited it as a field trip. So I just assumed they're still doing mass. Mm-hmm. So never mind. Let's not talk about it. Okay. Okay. Let me go to my other. For those of you that are looking for discounts for Disneyland, I've got one for you. Okay. If you come to me in, in this parking no structure, I know there's not, but there kind of is. So, look at you. There's no way. Southern California City Pass mm-hmm. does involve a discount if you combine it with all of the things that you're going to you're gonna go to. Right. If you, um, the City Pass has um, prices starting at $328, but the $328 includes a three-day for Disneyland. Mm-hmm. It includes, um, you're saying, mm-hmm, like, this is bad? Mm-hmm. No. You just don't trust me here? Okay, so for three twenty eight, here's what you get. You get a three day park hopper ticket with Magic Morning. Okay. For adults, two eighty four for kids. Okay, which is normally just that alone is normally um two twenty five two sixty. Two sixty, so you know you're already you're almost getting close to three twenty eight there. Another sixty bucks. But here's what you also get. You get Universal Studios Hollywood. Oh, but okay. wait, there's more. There's, but wait, there's more. So you get Universal Studios Hollywood and SeaWorld. So combined, you save $100. You save $114 for kids. It's $284 for kids. So you get Disneyland three days, Universal Studios Hollywood, and SeaWorld. And then you can add on the Zoo Safari Park for $36 or Legoland and then $26 for children, Legoland $58. And, um, or 51. So it's not an official Disney discount, but if you were going to go to one of those other places, mm-hmm. it'd be, it'd be, I think it would be worth it. Yep. Day six and seven and maybe eight. Yes. <laughs> so, um, yeah, they only offer it with the three days, but it's, um, so yeah, it basically includes Universal SeaWorld and, um, Disneyland and Disney California Adventure. Yep. So, very cool. There you go. Thank you, Tony. That is rapid fire time for our thread of the week, Mary Jo. This week we have a thread. Um, brand new to the board is Bay Area Disneyland, and Bay Area Disneyland writes: Is the pool at the Disneyland Hotel Resort like? My husband is not really a Disney person, so I'd like this vacation to be relaxing for him. I'm thinking that we'll probably spend four and a half hours at the hotel, four plus hours at the hotel in the afternoon. Between the three hotels, which hotel pool do you think would be the best to choose? She says that Grand Californian is out of the budget, but let's pretend that it's in the budget. (laughs) Disneyland Hotel is a nice pool and the Paradise Pier Hotel. So let's compare the three hotel pools and if we have any ideas for outside the Disneyland Resort hotels, which hotel would you choose? So, or maybe uh, let's just do it. Uh, would you rather stay at a Disneyland Resort hotel and go to the pool there? Or let's say Howard Johnson with their splash area. And I'll start with Nancy. Ooh, I have opinions on these. Okay, so if the... So basically your choices, your best choices are between the Grand and the Disneyland. Um, one of the no, things... No, there's the Paradise Pier Hotel too. Huh? Paradise, the Paradise Pier, Pier Hotel. Hotel is there too, but remember their pool is on top of a roof. 
So you have to consider that... I mean, it does have, have a slide, but... Eh. It has a slide and everything. But no, here's the kicker. Where are you going to get your drinks from? Paradise Pool has a Yeah, it has a bar. I know. And before you go against the Paradise Pier Hotel, if you get a concierge-level room, you can walk right out to the pool. All True. All Lanai rooms. True. I think they're called Lanai. Oh, well, back rooms? in the day, they were. Oh, but okay. there, there are some rooms that have sliding glass doors right out to the pool. Not no, like but you're right forgetting one valuable fact. At the Disneyland Hotel, you get your pool food and your drinks from Trader Sam's. Oh. Done. <laughs> bing, bing, bing. That'll do it for today's show. At the Grand Californian, you get your pool, you get your drinks and your food from Whitewater Snacks. So. Consider that that he if he's going to hang out. Plus, both of those hotels you can definitely rent cab- a cabana for the day. Yeah, forget Paradise Pier then garbage. Okay, so putting Paradise Pier out of drain the, the, the pool. The, <laughs> you know, Demand think about where your food comes from. <laughs> no, but that's a really good point. Are they? Are, are uh, sorry? I probably should have been paying much closer attention. But um, are these with kids or is these are these adults? Well, the dad is a. The this is a, a a couple and they their daughter's twenty months old so they don't she doesn't care so it's basically adults oh then yeah I would then mm, I, that might that changes my opinion yeah when you can, well when you consider um you know they said the grand's out of the budget so let's just bypass that the Disneyland hotel you've got the monorail pool which has zero entry which is nice um, because then she can play with the baby. In the pool, or dad can play with the baby in the pool also. But then, you know, you get your wait staff from Trader Sam's. That's all I'm saying. You know, I think for 20 months old, I know it's out of the budget, but I would say the one in Cal- the, um, California, the one in California Adventure, because it's not as crowded, it's not as loud. Baby could True. maybe even fall asleep, and it's easy to get the food and come back. Like, it just seems a lot more relaxed. The Disneyland hotel pool can get crazy. Like, I don't mean crazy like spring break 87 crazy, but <laughs> right. I mean, there's really a lot of kids and it's loud and well, and it's- there's all these people walking like me, like through the parking lot and get, you know, not through the pool, but going to Trader. Like, I don't know. I, I, I might vote for the one that's out of the budget. Well, so, Tony, your bottom line is you think that the Grand Californian is worth it because of the total pool experience. Oh, no. It's uh, the most overpriced hotel on the face of the earth. But <laughs> in terms of experience, for, with a 20-month-year-old, with a 20-month-year-old, 20-month-old, I just think it, I could imagine the baby falling asleep and still yeah, being able to... Really but you know the, what? At the, the Disneyland Hotel, there's more... Um, like you can, you have more shaded um, chair space than you do over at the Grand. I would say that's true. Take t- take your money that you're going to pay at the Grand and get yourself a cabana at the Disneyland Hotel. Yeah, oh, okay. and besides that the kiddie pool, the kiddie pool at the Grand is right smack in the middle of everything. It's well, not over by the Mariposa no pool. Like- which is the one over by the Vacation Club wing. It sits in between the lap pool and the main pool. Because remember, Mary Jo, when we had our hangout weekend? Yes. 
it was right diagonal there and it, it that just seemed very overtly sunny and crowded and it was just right in the middle of everything in the traffic flow so i'd you know with the with the monorail pool and the way it's designed that is your your a number 1 kitty pool uh, Michael, what about you? What do you think? You know, we tend not to use the pools that much, but I, I'm finding this interesting because we're taking our granddaughter for a week and in May, and we will be using the pools. So I, I don't think I have much to add. I agree with Tony. One of the things that I thought about the Disneyland pool was always you feel on display there because mm-hmm. everybody walks around. And just looks at you, and I don't like to be looked at. So, um, so you're like the bears at the zoo. That's right. So what you're I saying? My my den, <laughs> but um, but uh, so uh, that's why that's one reason I sort of like the Grand Californian pool is just because it's more secluded and a little more private. But it looks like there's more to do at the Disneyland pool. Yeah, with the water slides and. And Tangaroa is right there with your refillable drinks. and Well, the Grand Californian also has a slide for small children as well as the regular slide. Yeah. So yeah. they have a couple of slides there, too. Tom, what about you? What do you say? Oh, definitely the Disneyland, ho- Disneyland Hotel. Um, for a 20-month-old, the pool is not that big of a deal. So I, I, I think the access to the food and the drinks at, at Trader Sam's throws it over the top. Thank you, Nancy. You're welcome. See, I think ahead in a lot of these things. So, Nancy says Disneyland. Tom says Disneyland. Michael, you say Grand Californian? Yeah. Do they have pool hopping? No. 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 Oh, that's lousy. So I'd say stay at one place and go to the other. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm... They used to have pool hopping, but now that the resort has been pretty set and all the hotels are up and running and um, pools are no longer being refurbished, they don't have it anymore. Oh, that's lousy. So you're going to say Grand California. What about you, Tony? Grand California. Okay, so we're split half and half. Amir, Joe, you have not given your opinion. Um, um, I'm trying to think. Probably... I kind of like the Grand Californian, only um, not so much. I don't care about Trader Sam's because the a pool boy is a pool boy. He'll are the you know they'll they'll bring the the food out to you, so that makes no difference. There are cute me. pool boys at both. There, well, I saw the ones at Grand Californian. They were really nice, but I like how the they have more <laughs> pools at the Grand Californian. I'm trying to go on, guys. <laughs> I like how they have the different. They have more pools. It seems at the Grand Californian, so you have more space. And you're not as crowded as, as you are at the Disneyland Hotel. So I'd go for that, too. But if I couldn't afford it, then I'd be very happy with the Disneyland Hotel. And I can't afford that either. So Paradise Pier is perfectly fine with this rectangular pool. And, uh, <laughs> and well, except it has no shade. That's the only thing about Paradise Pier is it has no shade yeah. for a baby. Uh, that's true. Okay, we'll, go, we'll splurge and we'll go to the Disneyland Hotel and get a cabana. Those cabanas are really nice. They are, and they load it up with drinks for you and everything, and you have your own little weight person. Yeah. How much are they? They are... It's either 
one something a day. Yeah, I think it was a hundred and something a day. Oh, that's not that bad. Oh, a hundred and something for four hours, something like that. Oh. Something like that. But still, if you and they're big enough to share, and so if you're with two families, yeah, I think it would be really nice. I I just think they're very um, cool the way they're set up. We should do that next time. So if um, you'd like to weigh in on Bay Area Disneyland's thread and give some advice on the Disneyland versus Paradise Pier Hotel or even the Grand California Hotel, go ahead to our show notes and click on the link. Excellent. Thank you, Mary Jo. Thank you, team. That is going to do it for this segment of the Diz Unplugged. Be sure to catch all of our other Disneyland shows this week. And, of course, we'll be back again with you next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening.